Hello everybody, this is Sal Buscem and Danny DePace here with uh, the Martin County Football Tiger podcast. We're here in Townies Tavern in Palm City, and uh, Danny, it's always great to be here at Townies. They're all very welcoming and uh, always uh, a great hospitality. Here, so um, we, we as uh, as we have done in the past on our podcast, we've we've always brought in uh, guest individuals, not only uh, players but uh, but also Coach Harris. We we brought in prior prior players uh, right. that have graduated from Martin County. Um, alumni, uh, people that are contributing to uh, the, the community and the area and things of that nature. So tonight I, I want to uh, say hello to Bob, Bob Zacchio. It's, it's great to have you here, Bob. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks, Sal, for, for uh, you know tapping the shoulder. Danny, good to see you again. Good to see you, Bobby. Yeah, and, and Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 1994 grad, yeah. Mark County. 1994, go Tigers. Go yeah. Tigers, go Tigers. Go Tigers, Tigers right? And uh, getting a little bit into some of your, your athletic history, uh, what was it, the, the, the positions you played? Was yeah, it? So athletic history, I would I definitely keep that to a short, to a minimum on okay. the athletic history. Well, with Martin County, of course. I mean, Martin you know. County High School, 1994, played... Uh, Played football, linebacker, center, uh, defensive or offensive tackle. Okay. I was the captain of my football team, living the glory days of my senior year. So a lot of fun. Yeah, good. Hey, listen, you know, Danny, we talk about the what's the what's the most successful part of the game? It's blocking and tackling. Right? And, uh, he always goes there. Talking about Bob, you know, bringing up you know lineman, linebacker. I mean, he's in the trenches, right? So, um, so so Bob, tell us a little bit about what you're doing today. Um, you know, I like to to share with everybody that's that's listening. Um, you know some of the things that you're doing and you're working on. Uh, you know, love to hear a little bit about you know where you're at. Sure, thanks, thanks, Sal, and uh, certainly. So I, I actually uh, founded a program called Project Lift, and Project Lift is a mental health and substance abuse program for teenagers in our community. And what we do is we teach them vocational trades. So I'm actually using the lens of the vocational trades uh, to uh, to elicit change through mental health, substance abuse treatment. So depression, anxiety, stress management attention deficit hyperactivity family functional issues and obviously substance abuse stuff right so so with when when you're talking about working working with them on certain projects tell, tell us a little bit about like you know what are they doing and 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 how how are they how are they responding and um, you know typical uh, you know what's the day in the life of yeah Dan you know what it's a that's a great place to start is you know we have three different programs that we teach there or that we have there we have a girls program we have a boys program and we also have a high school diploma seeking program. So we discovered is a lot of the kids that were walking through and young adults that were walking through our door had dropped out of high school and they had no direction. They had no, you know, no no way to kind of you know figure out how to how to get straightened out in life. Sure. And what we know is that seventy percent of our country doesn't have a college degree. And that's okay. Right? That's okay. We have to start thinking that way. We have to start believing that uh, that there's a dignified way of doing things through the skilled trades. So that's what we bring back. We do um, HVAC uh, training, welding, carpentry, boat building, boat restoration. We have a screen printing facility. We have graphic arts. Um, we have solar power installation. Uh, we have a marine engine repair uh, program as well. Automotive repair, and then obviously, you know, the bigger, you know, the bigger movements, plumbing, electricity. Yeah. So eleven yeah. different trades with So those students also have the right to graduate with a high school degree as well. Hopefully, go on to college as well. They do. Gives well, them a slower pace. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, you and I were just talking about this today, Danny. You know, based on you know where our our world is and some of the challenges and struggles all the way around. You know, with with COVID and and, and all of the outside underlying, um, uh, I guess, uh, 
impacts that could potentially happen, you know, with some of some of the kids and students and student athletes of today, um, you know. You're, you're talking about helping, learning, teaching a skill to where maybe one of day, one day, these kids could actually be their own business owners and and, and thrive. You know, entrepreneur. I mean, and you know, you bring a, it, it's interesting that you say skill trade, Bob, because you know it's near and dear to my heart. I've had you know several family members that you know in carpentry and, and masonry and things of that nature, and you know, but you know, plumbing, electricians. You know, it's it's almost it's a really like a dying breed. You know, and if and if we can instill these, yeah, these qualities and skills into some of these young men and women I mean heck you know it, it you're you're really providing a lot of hope right I mean oh yeah I mean you know you got to look at the, the fact is it, the way I view it is as a clinician I'm looking for replacement behaviors right so we know that let's say depression drug abuse whatever you know, whatever you're dealing with if you don't replace that behavior with something else something positive it's gonna escalate it's gonna escalate it's gonna get worse right, right? over time now as a clinician, I can take that from a person. I can teach them the tools. I can give them a toolkit. They can, after a couple months, be able to kind of... You know, behavior de-escalates and get some focus into something else. Then yeah. it comes back, right? Absolutely. But if you replace it with a skilled trade, right? So I think you know one of the best examples that, that I give when I do presentations is, look, when a kid comes into Project Lift, we don't slide pe- paperwork in front of them. We don't make them fill out a big you know, packet of information. We don't put a four-chapter book in front of them to say, hey, you need to learn how to wo- read how to weld before you weld. We actually put a 2,800-degree oxyacetylene torch into their hand on day one. Because right. okay? we're going to find out right now right away. you like that. Yeah, talk about getting in the trenches, Danny, huh? Right away. I mean, right in it. I'm and impressed. I did not have any clue on that. Wow. That's what that's what we do. It's like this is all hands-on experiential training, right? Replacement behavior. If you use the lens of mental health, right? Ninety percent of our life is spent in industry, yet we don't we don't teach people how to be healthy-minded inside of a company. Right. Let me let me jump in here, Doc. Where was this twenty-some years ago? I mean, obviously we have a mental health situation, all crisis, excuse me, throughout the world. Yeah. Uh, but let's just focus here at home in our country. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of like Sal mentioned, there's a lot happening out there. Um, you know, obviously sports is a real good outlet for some kids like this. But then again. That comes to an end one day. That stops. But then again, you got the plumbing, the welding, the trade. And, you know, do those kids actually, I mean, obviously you've got some kids who probably love the game of baseball, basketball, football. But when you say you're putting a torch to this kid's hand right away, you're, you know, you're, you're opening up something to these kids. And, hey, it's like, daha, the light goes on. He's like, hey, I can do this. I actually like this. Well, let's talk about this for a second. 99.9% of the kids that are playing football right now on Martin County High School's football team will never put on another football pad again. Yep. It's an eye-opener in this. From their last game. Right? It, yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. true. It's true. I, I think, However. I think, you know, to that point real quick, just from a statistics standpoint, because you know, Danny, I think you and I were talking about this at one time before is I want to say it's like 2%, 2% of high school athletes, okay, high school football out of all high schools, okay, go on to play at any level at the mm. collegiate, okay, 2%. Mm. And then forget about taking college to the pros. I mean, that's a whole nother, that's, you know, uh, a whole different level. I mean, it's, I want to say it's less than 1%. I want to say it's like... You know, maybe 0.5 or so was the number, but but anyway, so good. I, I no, no, that, that's you know that's exactly the point. Is like we take a look at those particular statistics, and you've got to say to yourself, what are we doing with these kids? Like, what are we doing with them? Because to your point earlier, Sal, is that 
25 years ago, and now 35 years, I've been saying 25 years, for like, 35 years ago, they took vocational trades out of the schools. And they said everybody needs to go to college, right? And everybody did, right? And there's a lot of different issues that, that revolved around that. Well, we really weren't thinking what that was going to be like when my generation was 45 or 55 years old, is that we wouldn't have any skilled, uh, uh, skilled tradesmen left, right? Yeah. The average age of a um, of an electrician right now is 55 years old. That's the average age of an electrician. Guess what? They're staying at retirement, and we don't have a pipeline started to get you know to get moving. In this. this is a very dignified way of doing things, right? Yeah. These folks are earning. I, mean, I just had the AC guy come out to my house the other day. It was $85 just for his truck to drive up into the, into oh, the yard, sure. and, right. and to put a capacitor in was $225. Now, thank you, uh, local guy Derek Powell. We love. Fantastic guy. He probably sponsors, you know, <laughs> and he sponsors all over town. But I'll tell you what, like, the, the, you know, uh, for for me, it has more to do with a mental health movement. Is that I, we have to take that lens and say, eighty percent. This is another statistic. It's very researchable. Eighty percent of our country loses their jobs because of a mental health issue. Right now, think about it. Think about the people that you've worked with over over your lifetime. Think about them just exiting or leaving or never showing back up again or having a problem at home or a domestic issue. Those are all mental health issues that our bosses, that our supervisors, that our companies don't know how to deal with and don't want to deal with. Then you run into a talent acquisition and retention problem, right? We got these people leaving that uh, that we probably could have headed off if we had put some mental health strategies in. That's why I feel so so strong about working with 14 and 19 year olds and saying we're going to teach you how to deal emotionally right now, right here, without taking assets from you, so that you can be a better employee in industry down the road because that's where you're going to be right, for 90 percent of your life. To survive. Yeah, to survive. To survive. Yeah. Well, you know, you're you're instilling, you know, the the mental, I guess, aspect of life, right? Social emotionally, the, the yeah. Socially and emotionally, I mean, and, and providing, I guess, the tools and the resources for these individuals to let's let's face it, survive. That's right. Right. For you know, uh, it, it's interesting that you bring up, you know, you talk about, you know, employees and oh. things of that nature. You know, it, it, we we I often like to say. You know, you don't you don't know what's going on behind the curtain of, of the home, right? You don't know what's going on behind the curtain of home too. relationships, whether it's a relationship at home, whether it's a relationship outside of the house, whether it's a you know a family, whatever it may be, family, friend. You know, there there's there's some some things that we'll never understand, right? But uh, instilling these qualities in these young men and women. Is is you know hats off to, to what you guys are doing. Just prepare. It's, it's really That's all you're looking to do. So you got to prepare them to have at least the, the ability to get through the developmental stages of their life, right? I mean, we want to talk about mental health issues, like you know, sports in themselves. This team in particular, I followed some of the things that they dealt with. Like, it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun to deal with those things. These young men are dealing, dealing, and young ladies in all the sports and everywhere that they're that they're wearing, they're dealing with what I call the real pandemic, which is mental health and, and substance abuse issues, right? Suicide and drug overdose. That's the real pandemic. We don't we put our heads in the ground when we're when we're paying attention to those particular things. Now, I get it. I, I get I get axed a lot for you know, saying stuff like that. I get. It. Please know that I'm not minimizing COVID. Right. Sure. What I am though, though is highlighting uh, an issue that these young folks are dealing with on a daily basis, whether or not the doors closed, open, social distancing, face masks, clean surfaces, or clean hands. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's a it's Good a point. it's a response to it, right? It's yeah. it's it's the reaction of 
the pandemic, right? It's it's what's going on uh, alongside of it, and and to your point, it's it's not being talked about enough uh, in, in, in really every aspect of, of our community, our workplace, our, our, our education, um, you know, outlets and things of that nature. So, got to destigmatize you know. it. So I, I don't want to dominate the, the conversation. No, it's all good. Stuff. It's good. So, I don't, you know, first, for sure, I'm, I'm super excited about your team. Yeah. So we're, well, yeah, we're doing all right. We're kind of trying to, you know. Uh, you know, take the team to now we're we're four and zero. We have uh, Okeechobee this week, and uh, you know, hopefully we're gonna we're gonna put a good game together for this Friday. The the, the group is coming off of a bye week. You know, Martin County's coming off a of bye week, so they're they're rested and relaxed, and, and hopefully they'll come out and uh, you know pull off another win this uh, this weekend. So. Boys are doing good, and like you said before, you know, this team had you know a shock last year with one of their teammates, and you know back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to see these, these kids rebound off of something like that. And coaches yeah. and parents. It Incredibly brought resilient. everybody together. Absolutely. Uh, brought everyone together. Um, these kids really do have their backs. So there's a lot of, there's good camaraderie with all these kids. So yeah, we're really happy about where we are right now. And of course, you know, we got five more games and you know, we just want to win them all. But I tell you, the kids are playing good. And, you know, back to, uh, not to like get off track here, but you know, Bobby's been a part of this tradition, and when we, uh, actually when it really first started in the early 90s, you know, and to see that grow and try to get back there, because this is what we're trying to do, we're trying to get back to those days, the golden days, if you will, so, you know, uh, to have you come out here and just kind of share a little bit, you know, his, uh, his father uh, coached me in Pop Warner, and his dad was a... Old school, tough guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, all business, if you will. But you know, it's uh, it's good to see him come back around and you doing well, and what you're doing for our community. It's uh, it, it's, it's a blessing to see someone like you that cares. Sure. You know, and you believe that don't really care. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just can't throw these kids out there and say, okay, here it goes. You know, I think that you've got a lot of mentoring stuff yourself, like you had with your father, and of course your uncle, who was a psychiatrist. Psychologist, excuse me. So it's good to see that you're doing that and kind of taking that trail and blazing yourself. And you know, like I said, you know, it is a big deal with the pandemic and of course the mental health issues. And I didn't realize, to be honest, with you, I didn't realize the suicide rate how high it is right now. I just saw that on the the, the news like a couple of days ago. Yeah. So Scary. Yeah, give you a little bit of perspective on, on suicide rate. So um, we have um, we have uh, right over 50 employees. We have a 30,000 square foot building. We work with just about 500 kids a year through our, our programs here. And in <clears throat> excuse me, in 2019, 2020, we track all our statistics. Right. We, obviously, data drives everything. Like I do sure. a lot of a lot of grant writing and things of that nature. And what we found is that in a six any six months clip of period of time prior to 2020, we would see on average about six to eight uh, different suicide attempts or drug overdoses. Now, unsuc- I call them unsuccessful, right? Unsuccessful drug overdose and unsuccessful uh, suicide attempt. Now, here we are in 2020, uh, 2020 and 2021, and in a six-month period of time, we see on average 28. 28. So it's gone up over over 400% just in terms of what we see. Those are ones that we can, can intervene on, right? And those, are, it, imagine the ones that we don't even have a handle on. There was a there was a point in not to not to bring this conversation way down, but there was a point in Martin County. Now these were two adults, but uh, on the same day, we had two people jump in front of a train. 
right? On the same day, on the same strip of tracks. Really? Right? Yeah. And that's stuff that we don't, it, it doesn't hit the news, thank God, because we don't you know, want a whole bunch of these going. But, but imagine the desperation that people are having these days on these particular moments. It's time to put hope back into people's lives. It's time to put dignity back into people's lives. It's time to get together and see those changes really, really take hold. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, to that, to that point, Bobby, like, honestly, it's, it's, it's a how does that happen? It happens by programs like the, that, that, that are that are being provided to the community by people like yourself and bringing the community together collectively bringing awareness to help with, with just education as a whole to, to you know for, for people to really see that this is this is a, this is an issue this is a concern and how could we help on the outside of people like you are doing right how the how the rest of the community could help with these individuals outside of what you're doing you know um, but but I'll tell you this is this is awesome I, I, I love the fact that you came in to visit us tonight um, Danny um, did you play with Bobby back in the actually day? he was a freshman I was a senior I held okay. the bags when they were pounding okay. oh, so, all right. yeah. so there's a little history yeah. there this thing is, you know each other actually uh, your uncle Sean yeah, my, co- it's my cousin. Cousin, excuse yeah. me, is uh, good friends with my sister. They went to school together. Okay. Uh, I think they might have gone to prom together. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's, a whole other that's a whole other But it's a, a you know, hey, it's small town. It's yeah, a small right. town. It's, kind of it's good to see everybody. Right. And everyone's doing well. And, of course, like I mentioned before, you know, it's good to see Bob doing what well. it's, it's really important stuff right there. Well, I'm super thankful you guys had me on, for sure. And I, I love what's going on with the Martin County Tigers right now. I love that we got a 4-0 start, uh, you know, out of the box right now. I can't remember the last time we had an undefeated season, but not for nothing, my junior year, 9-1. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. We had a 9-1, and we had years of 9-1. We had 11 and 12 and 1. Yeah. You know, and okay. it's like, hey, we're rolling. We got something good here. That's right. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm hoping this team uh, takes those records to task. This I year. do too. Yeah. I yeah. Really that do would, too. you know what? That would be a, a really uh, a nice uplift for the community and the, and the kids and the program and the school. Everything that kind of surrounds some of the things that we discussed tonight. So we're trying to get um, the families out there, go grab a coke and a hot dog and popcorn and watch Tiger football. Well, we got yeah. some. We got some great athletes on. That field, right? Yeah, we right. got Garrett Sloan, we got um, McKinley Kid, right? Yeah, Hudson McKinney, we have uh, we Jake have Rush, Jack, Scott Rush, yeah. we, got we got some depth, we got some young kids coming. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. We got a you know, Mason Smith, and you got, we got some oh, guys, man. Mason, Mason. Yeah. That kid's gigantic. He's big, yeah. Yeah. He's big yeah. You know, he yeah. kicked the football today in practice that easely went 50 some odd yards, and it was a yeah. tight spiral. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's been working on this. He doesn't punt, he's a what, two hundred? How about that blocked field goal to win the game? That's I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. right? I mean, uh, how does that happen? You're right. You're right. Big paw. I heard that big. was a rough game. I, yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's, that's, squeeze that's, it out. It's a W. Yeah. We'll talk about the uh, you know the pros and cons of that game later. Too, no, okay. but, so so quickly, Project Left, where's it located? So we're located in Palm City, 1330 Southwest 34th Street. So if anybody's old school, it's right off Map Road and sure. the old black and red taxi Texaco. That's our road. So uh, you know, come down and visit us. We'd love to have you. Certainly, uh, you know, volunteers. Anybody that you know wants to kick their husband out of there, uh, out of the house that's retired, and doing you know hanging around too much, and they've got some trades or some mentoring ability. We'd love to have you. Yeah, great. Well, Bob, Fantastic. I really appreciate you coming out tonight. 
it's it's awesome what you do, what you're doing for the community, and uh, we'll love to see you back here soon. Oh, thank you, Thanks Sam. for coming up, Bob. Thank you, Danny. It's really been great. Good catching up with you, buddy. Take care, y'all. Good. Awesome. Well, Danny was awesome to have Bob here, and uh, I tell you, you know, it's, it's always good to bring back some of the, uh, you know, the alumni and hear about what they're doing and, 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 and what, a, what some really good things that he's doing. But doing great things, isn't he? I mean, uh, hey, it's good to have, like I said, having alumni coming around, and it's good to start seeing that. Kind of that's what we're trying to do, you know, and get those guys back here and uh, get them on the web uh, podcast and get them to the games. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, good to see him. Yeah, and and, and always, you know, our uh, our first part of uh, you know. Introducing to, to the Martin County football team is always having Coach Harris. So, Coach, we uh, we appreciate you coming out tonight again, giving us a little bit of insight um, around the, the big win against South Fork Martin Bowl. We want to hear a little bit about that? Uh, maybe a little bit of the stats. I want to say that you might have held them to even negative numbers from a defensive standpoint. You had an overwhelmingly amount of uh, yards, uh, I believe, on offense. Um, we're going to have a couple players tonight. We have two offensive linemen. We have a couple defensive linemen. So there's a lot going on. And, and now, you know, then, of course, going into this weekend, which is this Friday night's game against Okeechobee. So I, homecoming this week. Yeah, homecoming. That's right, homecoming. So I, I know I threw a lot out there, but but I want you to kind of elaborate a little bit. Tell me a little bit about the big win against South Fork in the Martin Bowl. Well, anytime you play South Fork in the Martin Bowl, the kids get excited, the community gets excited. I thought our kids played with emotions, but not over emotional. I thought they kept together this week and we did a good job of, of um, reducing our penalties. Um, Jackson threw two touchdown passes to Brayden Scott and Jane Pressey and Paul Boysburg scored twice and then Denzel took one in for a touchdown. So couldn't be happy with the offense. You know they uh, had over 500 yards of offense and our defense was solid all night long with a shutout. Anytime you shut on any opponent, oh, it's a, a great night. And I think we held them to somewhere under under 80 yards of offense. Wow. So, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, did you say it was 33? 33 nothing? Was 33 to nothing. So. Wow. What a, what a game, I'll tell you. I tell you, you know? it was, uh, there's a lot of people there, Sal. You know that. Yeah, I guess, was, you know, I, if I had, had a little flyby from the sheriff's department, it was giving well, those guys a shout know, out, that, thanking those guys. That was, a, that was a really, really nice uh, touch act. to the uh, to the Martin Bowl uh, for the Martin County Sheriff's Department do a little helicopter flyover. Uh, you know, listen, anytime you've ever played in a game or at a game where any type of aircraft has flown over the stadium <laughs> yes. or the facility, it gives everybody chills. And I'll tell you, stadium, what, a, what, a, what a great start to the game. And, uh, and, and Coach, what a great finish. What a great finish you guys had. Yeah, it was a great venue. Uh, our fans were outstanding all night long. Oh, They've been wonderful, the student section and the parents. We had a white out. Everyone wore white. They were loud, boisterous, in control the whole time. And they give us energy. Uh, so I couldn't be happy with the win. And then um, we relax a little bit this week with the bye week, and then we're getting going for Okeechobee. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Danny, in, in closing on the Martin Bowl, I think that I would I would have said there's probably over 4,000 people there. Um, it was pretty you know, impressive that, that for a high school so, football yeah, game. Yeah, and it was awesome. You know, it was awesome, especially this time time of you know that we were talking to Bobby for in COVID and. and you know, it, it, it's really great to see a lot of people coming out in the community and support and supporting the different programs. Hats off to programs. South Fork as well. They, yeah, they, they held a great, they had a, a great, great venue. venue. Yeah, I tell you, they did a great job, and you know, uh, just to see that their 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 side was crowded as well. It was loud. It was a great high school. It was a good football. It was a good game. Friday night game. Good Friday good night. Friday Lots game. of people, and you know that 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 game, man. That marble is getting bigger by the year. Would you say, Coach? It's absolutely. I've been blessed to be in the Wellington Cup and then the 
the muck bowl and this is right there if not bigger than both of them and it's a lot of energy and you know South Fork played a good game too coach batch does a good job over there and um, you know we're just happy to win and get the get the W yeah no well listen coach that's 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 awesome congratulations to you and the team uh, moving into this week you know you had a bye week going into Okeechobee um, you know, weeks aren't easy, as we know. No, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you can get a little easy. lazy. Sometimes yeah, you can kind of get a little bit too much energy early on. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, different things to, to consider and think about as as the team's preparing. But tell me a little bit about what, what you think is is necessary to be to, 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 to be successful this Friday night and come off with a W. You know, it had a lot of momentum coming off the game, and so this week, uh, last week, we actually worked a lot on fundamentals. At this point of the year, uh, conditioning is not as important as it is early in the year because the kids are ready to go. It's getting a little bit cooler. So we got to really get past the basics this week and get ready for next week um, playing Okeechobee. It's a mindset, too, for the bye week because kids automatically have a little downtime. And we're trying to get healthy. You know, that's key to the stretch run. Um, I'm looking at this week as we're 0-0, and we got to start playing our best football because I don't think we've got there yet. Yeah, well, listen, you know, knowing that you're 4-0, but you you did play at the Jamboree, so in in reality you've played five games. You're almost, you're you're really mid-season, right? I mean, mid-season, and and to your point, there's always, you know, the bumps and bruises and the things that bother certain players and, uh, you know, that could have them out for a week or two. There's no question about it. And then, you know, also the kids get caught up in the work. Sometimes they get a little behind with this. You know, they're still student athletes, so we get caught up this week and last week and enjoy that. But, uh, you know, come Friday night, we'll be ready to roll. And, you know, kids are excited with the parade Thursday. And I know for alumni, we have an enormous tent out there. For alumni, we have a little catering for them. So it's going to be a nice venue this week at home for homecoming. All right, so Danny, that's a nice little shout out, Coach. Thanks for bringing that up because um, I did not have that on my notes, and that's and that's that's, that's poor on my part. Because whenever, any time that there's going to be a little bit of a venue where people get together, have a little bit of fun, and pitching a tent with a little bit of food. Did you say food too, Coach? Absolutely. Wow, I mean, we're going big I mean, time so, here, huh? So I, I, I I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, Coach, you you, you brought that to our attention. So. Um, I wanted to surprise you guys a little bit too. I got to keep things, you know, close to the vest sometimes. You know, Sal's yeah, a foodie right. now. That's and he right. Likes the food, so that's it. We so need to jump on that. But all right, well, listen, Coach. I, I think uh, you know, just like every uh, every week that we talk about it, comes down to the three areas of, of football, right? The special teams, the offense, and the defense executing collectively as a whole. Um, best of luck to you and the group. Uh, we're going to have a couple of players on here and some fire some questions out to them. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Go Tigers. You know, Danny, it's always great to have coach and get, get a little insight, but I'll tell you, I was really... I was really happy that he brought up, brought up the, uh, the the uh, parade and, and you know the fact that they're homecoming, the they're the there's going to be food. I mean, heck. that's great, man. I mean, moving up. And speaking of food, we got two of the linemen here that yes, are, are you know always hungry and uh, you know coming off of a, a, a nice Martin Bowl win, guys. I mean, hey, we have uh, we have Carson Moore and, and Jeff Hawkins with us, Danny. Um, you know, you guys were part of an offense that contributed to 500, 500. plus yards as a total offense. So, um, you know, hats off to you guys, to yep. you guys in the front line, and you know the, the the guys that are providing the blocking for the running and the protection for uh, passing and things of that nature. And they so, don't get enough credit, guys. I'm nah, telling you. They're, they're the pariahs. No, no, you know? that's but right. they do. They, you know, they, they hold it down on that offensive yeah, line. Listen, we always know? talk about it. Every Games week. are win and loss on the line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage, blocking and tackling, <laughs> yep, right, Dan? Yep, so, yep. So, so Carson, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire the first question out to you. You know, 
coming off a nice big win against uh, you know against South Fork in the Martin Bowl. Um, what were, what are some of the things that you feel like you you guys did collectively as an offensive unit in that game that needs to transfer into Okeechobee to have a have a win on Friday night? I think we were able to transfer the pressure really well with the run game and the pass game. One of them wasn't working one drive, we could really exploit the other one. Whether it was on the ground or through there, we just dominated for the most part, game playing, and just mid game adjustments that really helped us out. You guys really adapted well when we uh, started running the ball. Things were starting to open up, gaps, and um, you know, that's one thing I was telling the guys is, uh, you know, like he just mentioned, you know, if this is not working, we're going to go to this. And guys are resilient. You know, this offensive line is, is doing a great job this year. Coach Boswell, right? Guys, come on. Doing a great job. It, he's he's amazing, huh? Alabama alum. Come on, what's he got? Two rings? Tell yeah. us a little bit about, because we got to get him on here. I don't know, he keeps stuck in me. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, listen, you know, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll give him a little shot. You know, it's, right. you know linebacker to, to, to offensive lineman. You give know, those guys always like to come here. after us. You know what I mean? So let's, uh, let's hear about... A little bit what Boz does with you guys. You know, you, know, you guys are there always working and he's got all the, whatnot. all the Alabama jewelry. He just brings out that. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Training from that's awesome. Yeah. He talks about his time at Alabama and how their coaches there didn't take anything for granted. Yeah. Yeah. There's always the little things with him. Yeah. Well, listen, you know what, guys? It's it's no different than, you know, we try to preach as a collective, as a team, right? And the coaching staff is. Is, is you always have to practice with a purpose, right? It's the little, it's the little things that make a big difference, right? They all add up. It's not just one. It's 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 all a hundred of those little things, right? That you guys constantly work on your footwork and your steps and your 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 pass responsibilities and picking up the blitzes and things of that nature. Yeah, he's, so. he's good with. I mean, he's great with those kids. You see him down there. He can almost looks like he can play still. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he's a big that's boy. A, that's a big man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's in his prime right now. Oh, he's a big he man. He is. You know what he's doing with cutting the weight and stuff. He's looking yeah, like he yeah, wants to become yeah. like, like Michael like Strahan style, you yeah, know, slim down and lean. We got to get Next him thing on here. Actually, he's gonna be a, a suit model or something. Maybe we got to get him on here. Yeah, yeah chunky suit. Model. Chunk, no, no, a suit like a suit, like oh, a, a suit. You know, like a three piece suit. Chunky model, suit. You know? No, no, chunky suit. He, well, he could definitely. He's probably eating a lot of chunky suit. All the time. <laughs> hey, listen, Boz, we're gonna get you on here so you could kind of defend yourself. Next we're time, coming so. to get you, Boz. Yeah. So, uh, all right, back so, to the boys. Yeah. So back to so Jeff. Let me ask you. You know. Tell me a little bit about what what you think about coming into to, to Friday. You came off a, a bye week and the team, right? So uh, you, you have some time to recover some of the, the bumps and bruises, some of the little the injuries, you know, midseason injuries. Uh, how do you how do you feel about going into Friday night uh, against Okeechobee? I think we'll be focused and ready to fire on all cylinders tonight and really show what the offense can do when we're all playing as one whole group. Yeah, you know what? I mean, that's something, you know, Danny, that we, we always talk about, right? Collectively working as a team, as a unit. Um, and, and, you know, the, the potential of this team collectively, not only offensively and defense, but also defensively, is, is their, their, you know, I, I, their prime has not even been hit yet. You know, they, they've been working and figuring it out as the season goes. And, and the last couple of games have really, uh, I guess, uh, Transferred into you know some really successful wins, right? Uh, but but these guys have good depth. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, so so I'll you know I'll ask both of you guys. You know, 
Carson, you first. You, you could you could you could tell your thoughts. What is it? What's the one thing that's going to be the most important for you guys to focus on Friday night for a double? Really, just to take our time at the line of scrimmage and get our assignments right. Right. That's Call it. it out. Just play smart football. Man. Smart yeah. football, blocking and attack. Yeah. Block and yeah. attack yeah. Right? And Jeff, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I told AT in the during the game. Uh-oh. We need to run the damn ball more this game. <laughs> All right. We're talking like 40 it. carries, mm-hmm. at least 350 yards. I don't think we Jax can... is going to like that, but oh, well, right? I, I love it. Hey, listen, I but as linemen have seen you want, right? Linemen want, you guys they want like running, that. right? You guys like those assignments, I know. Yeah. You guys like those trades. I don't, I don't think it's our – we don't miss assignments. Once we have a job and we know we're doing that job, we do it. All right, time out. I heard this today in practice. So they had a little tip going on. So I'm going to give him his platform and let him really tell his own teammates, hey, you know what? These guys, hey, that's a collective group that's really coming out strong. So give us a little bit of that razzing you guys had today in practice. Our group is the only one that's been to all the summer workouts, never really missed any practices. Yeah. We've taken the short end of the step, and it's really just made us – one of the better parts of the team now. Yeah, hey, and listen, you guys are grinders. We've been struggling the past few years. Now we have a run game, which has really never happened in our academy. When we have our assignments, we know what to do. We don't miss them. See, Carson's yeah. kind of like the mouth. No, listen, the I love it. Line, I love you know? it. Listen, if you're He's a lineman, you, you, you want to run the ball. You know exactly. why? Because, Smash mouth, because right? <laughs> rushing yards is, is notches on your belt, Danny, as a lineman. Well, I mean, you never played line, so you, know, you, no, you had the glorified position as a quarterback all the time. But, 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 but I can relate to these guys. I can relate to the you know the, the grit and the grind in, a, in, a, in, a, in the trenches. So I respect that. That's, a, that's awesome. I really uh, I think that's that's great. It's a good so, group. Good yeah. group of boys, man. Well, listen, guys, we're gonna we're gonna get the the two defensive linemen on the, on on the podcast here. We appreciate you guys coming out tonight. We wish you the best of luck this Friday. Stick to your words, guys. I want to see over 300-yard rushing. If, if you guys get that opportunity, get man. Call it a shot. I love it. I love it. Get it, Carson. All right, I will Jeff. see you guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, coaches. Well, Danny, you know what? It's always great to have the offensive linemen, the guys that are in the trenches. But you know what? Who's near and dear to my heart is the defensive linemen. Those are the guys that give the ability for the linebackers to make tackles, and those guys are, are making, getting sacks and things of that nature. So we talk. Listen, you know, got some guys. I can name two guys that are really flying off the ball at the defensive linemen. Here they are. Yeah, we have Nico Lopez and, and Riley Pelletier. I mean, listen. We talked about the offensive line having, uh, I guess, 500 plus total yards this past, this past, well, two weeks ago against uh, South Fork for the Martin Bowl. But let's talk about these defensive guys. They held it. They held South Fork to was it minus 80 yards? Minus 80. Minus 80. So you know, hey, listen, guys, that's a, that's an, that's attributed to you guys and, and what you guys are doing on the front front line of, of, of the defense. So Riley, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you first. Nico, we'll get to you in a second, but Riley, what do you think is you know that you could take from the last last win against South Fork, but also some of the first couple games too, on what you guys have done to get to this point? What's necessary to win this Friday night against Open Show? Um, I think a couple things that we've taken from previous games is. Um, Bend not break. You know, we've we've been really close with some games in, in the goal line, and we'll we'll kind of just always keep fighting no matter the circumstance. We've always just kind of yeah. never given up, no matter the time, the score, the quarter. Like, um, no, hey, you bring up a great point. I mean, listen, 
standing. There was one game by. It looked like there, there, you know, I, I, was a Centennial that was that was ready to score, and then all of a sudden yeah. you get that down to the ten yard line. And I think you guys, maybe you, you might even cause the fumble or, or recover the fumble, and you know that that talk about bend but not break. I mean, you know, you're 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 spot on. So so continue. Good. Um, it's just like you you even see film like near the end of the Martin Bowl where we're obviously we're up by a good amount, and you still see, like, the entire defense. You see, like, nine bodies on the tackle with two minutes left. Yeah, you guys are swarming. We're swarming no matter when. Right. Ratz is doing a hell of a job with these guys. Yeah. Like, he's oh, doing yeah. great with these guys. Listen, I mean, I, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tribute to all the, the, the defensive players as a whole, right? And, and, of course, the coaching staff. But, but the, the, the defensive players that are playing like a complete team, Unified, I tell you, it was really impressive to see the the, the way the defensive play, the defensive team played last. They put up a goose egg, you know. Last week against the, you know Southport. So, so Nico, getting into you know you your, your first year at Martin County, and uh, I think uh, it's so far it's been pretty successful. You've had a tremendous first half of your season, um, and you know being as a as a defensive end and kind of rotating in different positions. Tell us a little bit about what you think is going to be necessary for for the team from the, from a defensive standpoint. What the, the team needs to do to, to, to come away with the W on Friday. Uh, I feel like we just need to uh, just keep the play, keep playing the same game we've been playing. So uh, we made mistakes, but we're fixing it as we go on. You know, every team makes mistakes, and right now every team is perfect. Um, the D line, is great. Uh, we're missing a strong guy, Mark White, but he's going to come back soon. Yeah. But he's gone, but we young guys have stepped up. Stepped up and pulled Stepped up and played. And we're, we're still playing. Like, we're still playing like we haven't lost anyone else. Yeah, you know, he, you know, Nico, you bring up a great point. I mean, you know, and, and Danny, you and I talk about this all the time. It comes down to the basic blocking and tackling. And, and, and what four better guys to have than two offensive linemen and two defensive linemen on the podcast tonight, right? You know, blocking and tackling. Every week we end our podcast with it's all about that, right? This one and, and thing that's you can see, right, this one thing you can see over here in practice is, you know, Especially, you know, we we hear Coach Boss, you know, what he's done and how he's taken up as a line and, and making those kids, you know, accountable yeah. with assignment football. And same with Coach Grotz with these guys, you know, assignment football, especially in those trenches. On, you know, like I said before, yeah, gas responsibility. Someone lost on a line of scrimmage, and you know what we've got going on is that like we've, we've got a solid O line, D line squad. Of course, you know the younger guys are stepping up, right? You got some depth, give you guys a blow, and uh, that's the thing. We've been able to kind of move some guys around, in and out. Give you guys a blow, but it just, uh, you know, my hat's off to Gratz. He does a great job over there. You yeah. Know, you, you see him over there with that ball, with the stick, and he's, he's hustling he's, all he, the time. Yeah, he's also getting those guys under the bags and doing a lot of assignment stuff again. So it's uh, you can see these guys are taking it, they're learning it. Uh, they take advantage of the fundamentals, right? We talk about go, basic man. fundamentals and working on your technique and and your certain moves, but also to what you guys are talking about, right? Your gap responsibilities as a whole, just responsibilities as individual players coming together as a whole, right? So, you know, well, we, we always we always talk about it, Danny, and, you know, there's there's three aspects of the game. There's offense, defense, and special teams, right? And you guys both also play on the special teams, right? You, you have a fair amount of uh, kickoff, and, uh, and you know, I, I think that's something that's, you know, hats off to you guys, too, because, you know, you're going... 
you know, two ways in some way, uh, and, and spending a lot of time on the field, but but it's obviously shown success. So, um, you know, great job there. But um, but let's 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 close out on saying one thing, Nico. One thing, Riley. What does the defense need to do to come across and come out with a W on Friday night? Nico, you first. One word. Do our jobs, honestly. Job. That's job. A good job. job. Okay. Got it. Love it. Um, execute. 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 Hey, listen. Executing the job, man. That's it, right there. That's the reason why these guys are connected, right? They really are, man. They're doing their thing. All right. Well, listen, Nico, Riley, appreciate you guys coming out tonight. Best of luck this Friday. Hope to see you come out with a W. And every time we close out a, a, a Tiger podcast, what do we say? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you.